Hi there, everybody. It is another edition of the First Alert Weather Podcast. I am joined, as always, by Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, Andrew. Hopefully you are as well, and it's been pretty active here. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We we don't have a lack of things to talk about, which is kind of the focal point of our podcast here for today. Now, of course, recording this on Thursday, like we typically do here on the 20th of August, and we have three different areas within the Atlantic Basin that we're watching out for. Now, one in particular, Dave, is the one that we're kind of thinking there's the best potential out of the three that we could see some impacts from, and that would be uh, Tropical Depression 13, as it is named right now. But that will likely get a name here within the next you know, day or so. And things might get a little bit confusing the next day or so until, <clears throat> excuse me, until these get their names, because we got two tropical depressions out there uh, that kind of formed almost the same day, 14, uh, f- uh, 13, of course, formed before 14. Uh, but whoever strengthens will get the first name, but they're probably both going to be named storms out there. So right now, tropical depression 13, 14, we're probably going to have tropical storm Laura and Marco here. Uh, coming up within the next day or so. So, But 14 um, is the one that we're really concerned about as far as having maybe potential impacts on our area. Still a little too early to tell, but computer models are kind of honing in on a decent, I would think, uh, track of what they, at least a consensus on where they want this system to go. Now, the intensity is going to be the thing that's going to be in question depending on what that exact track is going to be. Uh, as it goes through the Caribbean and possibly into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, what's really interesting about this area of the the world, really, is the greater Antilles there, once you get into Hispaniola, um, more of a mountainous region, of course. The center of circulations, they're sensitive. They need to stay over that open water. They need their fuel source. But also, if they don't, they can get torn up there. The, the wind currents, the shear, can really get torn up by these mountainous regions. But it's a fine line. I mean, it can shoot the gap. It can go right on to the north, which is what most of the cone has as of now for Tropical Depression 13. And it actually has it as a Category 1 hurricane, potentially approaching South Florida by Monday. So we're going to be watching that closely, of course, with these you know cones. They're changing every day, uh, at least a couple times a day as the, the Hurricane Center updates these about every six hours. But um, you know, it, it's just really interesting because if it were to uh, take more of a southern track, then you know it could weaken out a little bit. But you know, most models. The good news here, as of right now, is that uh, keeping it under that Cat two strength. That being said, once this gets that more defined center of circulation, because right now it's just a tropical depression, and the model data gets ingested from when Hurricane Hunter start flying in the system, which is going to be starting tonight and going into tomorrow, and then then on until we're done talking about these, we're going to actually get better data because right now most of this data is being observed observed by uh, the uh, radars or satellites, I should say, that are up above us. And that's how these systems uh, get the, uh, you know, the names or classifications when they're well out to sea. Of course, the hurricane hunters aren't always flying when it's out in the middle of the Atlantic. But the observations come from satellites. So now that this has more of an interest getting closer to land, I already know that they're down in the in the Caribbean setting up to fly out tonight. 
we're going to have much better data. It's almost like night and day sometimes whenever you start getting in that real-time data of multiple dozens of drop zones getting put into and around these systems, we're going to have uh, a lot more to dive into ourselves, which you know then goes into the overall forecast. So yes, the uh, you know the initial cone now reaching land that's got a lot of talk on social media but uh you know you can't take today's forecast for a potential landfall on monday in florida as the forecast because it's just the initial and, and we're going to have better data going from here on out yeah and i believe uh, the the one of the more reliable models that everyone talks about the european i still believe the the 12z or the 0z model run from last night uh, really didn't develop this system at all they may or kept it a very weak system. Um, so we'll see what the new 12Z model is probably coming in right about now as we see. Yeah, and, it, you know, with the European, it's more reliable. It takes more time to digest. We get it twice a day pretty much. So that's why, you know, maybe if you're a weather nerd and, and you listen in on, uh, you know, us talk, talking about the American model or this, that, whatever, the Euro is one that has done a little bit better traditionally. The GFS hasn't done well so far this year. That being said, it, it's presenting some silly solutions here. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of um, a validity potential validity to to some of this with, you know, this far out. I, none of this is a, is a for sure forecast, but it's just interesting, Dave, to see even the potential for two tropical cyclones, potentially tropical storms are higher there in strength in the Gulf at the same time. And that could happen if everything panned out on Tuesday. So they'd be impacting different areas of the Gulf. But we're talking about what is right now, Tropical Depression 13 and 14. They will get names likely here, so they won't be called that going forward. But it's just kind of interesting to think of that possibility. So looked back, did a little research, saw some other meteorologists talking about this, some researchers. And from our records, there are only two times where Atlantic tropical cyclones have been at least at tropical storm strength at the same time in the Gulf of Mexico. So weird stat. Dave, you and I are talking about that earlier. But um, this is uh, September 5th, 1933, which is a while ago, and also June 18th, 1959, which would have been the most recent one. So pretty interesting. That comes from our meteorologist researcher at Colorado State, because I didn't find that on my – I'm not going to pretend like that. But um, That's just it, a it's great just stat. interesting to, to think about, you know – the potential hasn't happened since 1959, at least. So pretty crazy. Uh, it's definitely going to keep us busy because not only um, are we going to be looking at what's happening here closer to home, but I mean, there's just a regional aspect of potentially over in the coast of Texas, Louisiana, that could be impacted by a little weaker storm. It's still a tropical storm. And, and we've seen what damage and impacts tropical storms can do as well. Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, the other two storms we're talking about, are, of course, are Tropical Depression 13 and Tropical Depression 14. 14 is the one that looks like it's going to go into the Yucatan and possibly impact western areas of the Gulf, as you were mentioning, into parts of Texas. But it's about, uh, just looking at it, it's a little over 800 miles from uh, the Texas coastline to the Florida coastline. So that's not a lot to have two tropical systems fit in that same little body of water out there. And we've had some systems, some of the rather large hurricanes, take up that whole entire body of water just by themselves. So it'll be something to watch out for. That'll be really for the beginning of next week, and that'll be the time frame uh, when we're going to be keeping our eyes on for any impacts it looks like on our area. Right now it looks like it could be more of a Tuesday, Wednesday 
maybe lingering into a Thursday, depending on how this system moves to the north and finally eventually to the northeast. But it's a long ways away. We don't want people to start panicking yet. It's uh, that time of the year where we always have to be prepared, and we're always going to have some of these storms, which, uh-oh, here it comes, or something in the Atlantic, and it's going to go to the northwest. There is uh, certainly potential that this could stay down to our south, move into the Gulf, and maybe not have much impact. There's certainly potential that this could be a stronger storm, maybe come up through the coast of Florida and then impact our area, uh, kind of like I think it was Michael that did that storm. Yeah, that kind of went up into southwest Georgia, brought hurricane-force winds across the uh, state line from Florida into Georgia. So, I mean, it, that that was actually an interesting storm, a little tidbit there. I used to work in that market. I was here when, when this happened, but that was one of the most recent strongest landfalling hurricanes, and it didn't even happen on the coast. So that's kind of an interesting thing to think about is that it kept that hurricane-force strength even after going over that sliver of Florida into southwest Georgia. It's extreme southwest, like Seminole County, Bainbridge. That's, you know, barely Georgia still, but kind of interesting to think about that if it did take that Gulf Coast route of Florida up into the Big Bend area, you still can have those impacts inland where you get that hurricane uh, force wind. So we're definitely going to be watching that to see how it kind of evolves and definitely do not think that this situation that I've had to talk about is going to happen, but this is just another fun little thing, you know, meteorology that you can dig as deep as you want to. There's something called the Fujiwara effect, and it's um, something that was named for a Japanese meteorologist, described this first back in the 1920s. So um, it's just kind of taking this at a surface level here of what this is. You get two cyclones that would try to merge into one. It's theoretical, seen. <laughs> models try to do this in the past and i've already seen some people talk about this with having the potential like we mentioned earlier of two tropical systems in a close proximity in the gulf of mexico potentially next tuesday so i don't think that we're, we're by no means going to have emerging systems here but they are going to play a role because storms ventilate they breathe in they breathe out they're going to have an impact in each other just because they're going to be so close to each other i mean everything in nature is a cause and effect and and they try to equal each other out. So it's going to be interesting to see if one of these becomes stronger, dominates, or if they kind of equalize each Maybe other a little bit. Maybe keep each other both weaker. It's possible. Anything's possible. Hopefully, right? yes. We don't want any strong storms at all. We're here to inform you guys no matter what happens. But believe us, we don't want anything strong. I'd be happy if these just disappeared tomorrow. I would be totally on point with that as well. You know, besides these two, uh, Tropical Depression 13 and 14, there's actually another little tropical wave which we're watching, and uh, that is still just now, I believe, coming off the coast of Africa. And I believe the latest update, did they update that to uh, 30%? Uh, Actually, they upgraded it even more. So now it's uh, 2040, and we're getting close to a time where they could upgrade it again, just as we're talking now. But it's, um, I guess, up to the next five days, gets closer to the central Atlantic, almost to the point of where Tropical Depression 13 is the second where we're talking. They're giving it within that range of 40% chance. Yeah. And, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, I was trying to look at some of the long range models, like the GFS, which goes out pretty far. Uh, I didn't really see much in the way of any development past that point. Um, so, I mean, uh, were you looking at anything to see anything really for this system trying to develop? I know it's been an active you know, time looking, period. I'm looking at the uh, European. Um, it's a ensemble that takes the mean 
um, surface level pressure. Um, pretty much just tracks where potential center of circulation would be over a distance. And this has it taking a little bit of a further northern track, which of course would be impacted by the Bermuda High a little bit. And so it's a little bit weaker and looks like it wants to get pulled back out um, closer toward Bermuda, if not even before then. So we are cheering for that as we call a fish storm. So I think, you know, out of the three, yes, there's plenty to talk about with all of them, but we're focused on what's going on, you know, closer to the crater Antilles Hispaniola here over the next few days. And the other system that's going to go closer to the Yucatan reemerge over the Gulf of Mexico, that looks like it'll be more of a Western Gulf, Texas, Louisiana type impact. So I know there's a lot out there. Social media is, you know, everyone's a, a expert. But uh, for us locally here, if you're listening for the coastal empire in the low country, there's just one that we could for now see potential impacts from. Yeah, and if you want to keep up on it, which is always a good idea this time of the year, the WTOC First Alert Weather app already has those uh, systems on there, which you can track at any time. And we're going to be making sure we have some videos on the weather app, too, which is kind of detailing what's going on up there. So you can get a quick little update on what's going on on the WTOC First Alert Weather app. It's our goal to make sure you are prepared, make sure you understand what could potentially be happening and what is the official forecast track from the National Hurricane Center, because this is the time of the year where it starts to get a little bit active, actually very active. And um, the peak of the hurricane season is typically the middle of September. I believe it's September 10th is the actual peak of the hurricane season. So we have a long way to go to get there. Today is only August 20th. And um, a lot of the... Uh, forecast agencies which are predicting a very active hurricane season and we're not even halfway through it yet yep and if we do go to the uh the greek alphabet from what i've read and you know i haven't had this happen to me while i've been you know a quote professional meteorologist here um if we did go in the greek alphabet obviously you don't you can't retire greek names so i think that it would just be the greek letter and then the year so that's kind of interesting. I, you know, that's not something that we'd really have to think about before. So I guess Alpha 2020, that seems like a pretty scary name for a, uh, a storm. Uh, so well, let's just hope, hope we don't, don't get, get there, that Dave. far. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What was uh, the last year? 2005? Was that was that the oh, big man, year? I, look it up. I, I believe that was the big year we went through the alphabet and then went into the Greek uh, letters. And uh, that was the year of Katrina, I believe. I think that was like 2005. Yeah, I'm trying they, to they all kind of run but... together. But um, it's been a while. And, and like you said, it doesn't happen that often. That's why they have, they don't really retire names because it doesn't really happen that often. You don't have to really worry about that recurring all the time. Like you do with the major storms, which could happen, you know, the six-year rotating list uh, from the WMO, the World Meteorological Organization. And uh, you have the same names every six years unless that storm does considerable amounts of damage and death and destruction and then they would retire that name and pick out a new uh, name, a new letter for that. Uh, yeah, new name I've for got that letter. Tidbit here on on 2005. Just looked it up. Um, we had six in the Greek alphabet. So there was Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, and Zeta. And <laughs> Epsilon and Zeta went into December. Yes. And Zeta actually was December 30th to January 6th as a tropical storm. So. I hope that doesn't happen. Those were not land impactful, but just uh, technically that hurricane season went into 20, 2006. That was a Last year to forget. January 2006. Crazy. 
Well, let's so, hope that doesn't happen again. Yes, on that note, I think, uh, you know, people are probably tired of our little tidbits for today. But we're always here if you guys have, have questions or if you just want to talk weather. We'll, we'll always try to make time for that. Yes, we will. And uh, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up for this podcast. Yeah, sounds good, Davis. It was good uh, talking to you again. And hopefully, you know, we keep doing these schedules where we kind of just miss each other because that would mean that we don't have to cross over on a 12-hour shift for hurricanes. But, you know, always glad to see you, glad to hear from you, and I hope everyone back home still staying safe. Yes, and hopefully for you too. And again, that was another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Have yourself a great week. 